<laughs> they are no longer on their cage. Hoodie <laughs> on, bra off, and chapstick on. Happiness ensued. <laughs> and water, water and Diet Coke. Oh, have got death. Got death? <laughs> Yeah, I just blow my nose. It's like, oh, my nose ring likes. Never mind. <laughs> what? I was gonna say my nose ring likes to hold on to boogers. <laughs> <laughs> of a hoop. I have only one time though looked in the mirror and been like, oh shit, how long is that one? <laughs> Like, I'm not, like, I just put a client on the table. Oh, my gosh. And then I go to the bathroom, and I look, I'm like, wow. Well, that's well, been that Um, I, I'm trying to think of anything embarrassing that's ever happened like that to me. I don't, I've never had a nose ring, so I don't know. You look really cute with a nose ring. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, um, I really just wanted the Monroe really bad. Yeah. So. I had one. I liked it for a while. I don't know. I don't really know why I got rid of it. I, I was about to say, like, did you take it out when you had to give birth? Because don't you have to take those um, piercings out when you have a baby? I don't know. I mean, I think because of your, like, if you have a navel piercing, oh, maybe see, you do. I used to be friends with this chick, and she this, she had a Monroe, and she said that she had to take it out when she had a baby. Huh. Well, then you can put, like, the little spacers in, like the little clear guy's. And yeah, I don't understand why that even matters. I don't know because the Maybe. baby's not coming out of your mouth. So I mean, I mean, at, at least from what I'm told, things down there on your labia, then I do not. <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> There's no. That's the only pair of scenes I have are my ears and my. Um, How many holes do you have in your ears? I have two, but I haven't used the second holes in like forever. That's what she said. Ow. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about that hole, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. Don't listen to this. <laughs> and then and the the subject is so so um inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Nobody knows that we're gonna be talking about dirty things. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Hi. We're the Southern Witches Podcast. As always, we start out very silly. Ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason for... Why Why start off a traditional way? I mean... Set yourself apart. Well, that's the thing, though, is you should know us by our theme song anyway. And if you don't, then you're not a real friend. <laughs> you're not a real friend. You're not real. Not a real friend of the podcast. You have to be a real friend. In fact, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. We're tired. We are tired. We had to re-record last week's listener's story, which we had recorded two weeks prior. Yeah. And then it had gone away. And it poof. And so then we had to upload it immediately. So it was out the same day. Because we like to keep a promise. Yes, we like consistency. We like consistency. And Angela likes consistency, which makes me like consistency. You are starting to become more consistent. Am I? Yeah. And not in like a drudgy way as like a... No, I I am not. I I, I live by the seat of my pants. Mm -hmm. 
and I... You've helped me live by the sea. We have really helped each other. You're, like you're, this... you're, you're the Virgo to my Pisces. I know. You're the Pisces to my Virgo. <laughs> I know. Really, though, like you... signs. Exactly. But we've... Re... I feel like we've really learned a lot from each other since starting this podcast mm-hmm. because we've really learned, like, because <laughs> Kat was messaging me. She's like... I don't know what happened. It's just gone. I don't know. Like, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. We'll just re-record it. It's cool. But like the old Angela would have been like, fuck. Yeah. No. But I don't care anymore. It's, well, it's nothing that can't be fixed. Exactly. And it is, like I said, I don't really like this phrase, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Can't go back and change anything. So. And. But now we're here. And now we're here. There we are. And now here we are. Yes. There we go. Here we are. Yes. So when you listen to this, this was literally recorded the same day as the listeners episode. Yeah. But hey, guys. Welcome to the first spiritual book report. Yay. Round of applause. A round of applause. A round of applause. Um, we're going to be talking about many lives, many masters. From Brian L. Weiss. M.D. Um, and I don't know. I feel like that's important to say since it's on there. I mean, he's a psychotherapist. Right. So. Which I find, I find therapists and psychotherapists and counselors fascinating because I love to pick the brain. Yes. I love to ruminate about things. I, if I had gone to school, I would have been a therapist. Yeah. I thought very quickly, very quickly and then decided quickly not to, um, about going to school to become a therapist. Yeah. And because I'm just naturally that way. Well, and if you really think about it, though, like that's kind of like the first indication because like we're not therapists. Obviously, we don't go to school. We can't diagnose people, but we are spiritual healers Mm -hmm. and a lot of tarot readings and Akashic readings are very um, spiritually healing and kind of can be like a therapy session. So... Mm -hmm. In a way, we are kind of providing a different form of therapy. It's just not very um, medical. Yeah. Well, and that's why I said I was like, I think I'll stick to reading tarot for people because that means I get to do it the way I want. And um, it ends up being something that is perfect for me Mm -hmm. and, you know, hopefully good for the client. And um, I I don't have to follow like a protocol of anything. Exactly. respect and love. Right. For the person I'm reading for. Yeah. And like, I mean, there is a sense of like, especially with the records and like tarot too, but like a sense of confidentiality too. There, there's that, Mm -hmm. but also like, I think it's nice because, you know, with therapy and stuff like that, um, they have certain, you know, not laws, but like, I mean, it is technically a law, I guess, but like they, you know, they have, they're not supposed to have like transference with their clients. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not supposed to have like deeper connections yeah. with them and being a tarot reader or a spiritual healer, like we can have a deeper connection with then with our clients yeah. and stuff like that. And actually like, um, what am I trying to say? We're uh, tarot readers are not bound by HIPAA. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and like so. even even a massage therapist, I could not. It is unethical and against the law. Which I mean, I agree, but but it's kind of weird. Um, and you'll understand why. Um, but if 
if I got you on my table mm-hmm. and you paid me money to work on you, I could never, ever, ever in the rest of our lives in this life go out on a date with you. I couldn't have a romantic relationship with you at oh, all. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah, it totally Because makes sense. I am considered a health care provider mm-hmm. and I am under the health care board. Um, but I think even doctors and like dentists or whoever have like a cooling off period. Massage therapists don't. Yeah. But I think it's because also there's a lot of sex trafficking that can happen um, in, in the massage therapy world. Which really? Is really unfortunate. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. God damn these this fucking world. <laughs> Jesus. And what? I, yeah. I've never heard of that. But again, I'm not in the massage therapy world, but Oh yeah. I mean I worked at a salon, but I didn't I don't know if I realized I mean we had massage therapists there, but like Well, no. Well, I'm talking about okay, so this happens this has happened more than just once, but this is an example of um a place in Green Hills in Nashville, um, got busted, um, because they had women who were there against their will from China, um, who were working as quote unquote masseuses. You don't call a licensed massage therapist a masseuse. They are massage therapists. And so, um, uh, (laughs) I don't care as much, but, um, there are uh, massage therapists that will correct you. And rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'll correct, sometimes I won't. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, a masseuse is <laughs> does things that are um, out of our scope of practice. <laughs> we'll just say that. that yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> they are known for being uh, a little more free with themselves. And, um, and so, yeah. I mean, I've heard about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, my best friend told me about that. But, I mean, I knew about that before, too. But he's, like, actually been somewhere like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's a fine line between being, like, a sex worker. Well, I'm I'm not going to say fine line. That's not right to me. But, like, there there is a line between sex worker and um, somebody who is uh, in, like, the se- and right, it's sex traffic. traffic. Yeah, and they don't have a choice. Yeah, they don't have a choice. Yeah, there's there, definitely there is a difference. Line. There's, there's not a fine line. There is a line. I hard think line. you can tell the difference. Well, I don't know if you'd be able to if you were in that situation, but mm, yeah, I don't know because I've never been in that situation. Me either. <laughs> Me either. So, um, but anyway, anyway, that was a tangent. What yeah, the fuck that we... was a tangent. Wow. Um, well, we were talking about sorry. like HIPAA laws and stuff. But anyway, back to Many Lives, Many Masters. Well. Um, so, the brief synopsis of this book, I guess we can just go ahead and dive right into it if you want. Yeah. I have notes. Um, I also have the book with me because we realized, well, I realized earlier. I'm so pissed about it. Um, because, you know, time flies when you're having fun and have a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. So um, we weren't able to actually read the book, but we listened to the audiobook because we thought that it'd be exactly like the book, right? Like they usually are. Right. Well, turns out he left out a lot of details um, about like specific um, 
past lives that she had um, and different details and different things that the masters or like the guides were saying. Um, so because I was actually listening to it, I've listened to it like five times in the past two days. And um, I was I was like, OK, well, before Kat comes over, I'll go ahead and listen to it one more last time, mm-hmm. take some more notes, you know, and I'll read the book along with it because the audio book's only an hour and a half yeah. long. And um, I realized about 50 pages in, I was like, oh, he's he's skipping around pretty profoundly. Mm-hmm. So um, I earmarked some parts in the book that um, I feel are worth sharing. Um, but then we'll just kind of give a brief synopsis of the yeah. book and how it made us feel. And um, yeah, I guess that's just what we'll do. Yeah, I, I do have like some little points and notes and... Um, I do want to say there, I, we need a trigger warning for this yes, because absolutely. there, if, if you are not okay with, um, um, hearing a story that has sexual assault in it, molestation, mm-hmm. uh, traumatic events, um, this may not be the episode for you. Yeah. And not that anybody is okay with it, but if you have trauma around that and you are not okay with hearing about it yeah. and it sends you to a dark place, honey, please yeah, don't listen to it. Just making you aware there yeah. are some, it's brief moments. We won't talk about it long. Mm-hmm. We will not talk about it in detail. And we will not talk about it in detail. Yeah. But just, just letting yeah. you know that it probably will be mentioned. And if you read the book. You're aware. You're aware. Yeah. So, Yeah. We'll get to it then. Cool beans. Cool beans. Not cool beans about that, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did not finish my notes, but That's I do fine. have some bullet points. That's fine. Um, I did want to um repeat on the audiobook, the first thing that said is a quote from what she um I guess she's channeling from one of the mm-hmm. masters. I'm glad you wrote that down. Um, Everything comes when it must come. A life cannot be rushed. It cannot be worked on a schedule as so many people want it to be. We must accept what comes to us at a given time, not ask for more. But life is endless, so we never die. We are never really born. You are never really born. It's just so interesting. It's just a cycle. I mean... I will read some of the stuff, other stuff that it was left out of the audiobook. So if you read the book, you probably are aware of mm-hmm. what uh, I'll be reading too. But it's just like, it's so crazy because a lot of what I read and a lot of what I heard were just so resonant with everything I've learned in the Akashic Records. And like, it's all stuff that I kind of already knew anyway, mm-hmm. but it just seems like the it was, it's all been like the perfect timing with everything that's been yeah. going on. So divine timing. <laughs> um, and the first note I had was poor sweet Catherine. Oh, first of all, her name's Catherine. Did she spell it the same way I do? No, she spells okay. it with a C. Okay, it's when C-A. I was writing my notes, I didn't have yeah her name in front of me, so I just wrote it like. Well, that. it was funny because the first part of notes that I took, where I, I wrote it, I was like, "What did I say?" I said, first of all, the woman's name is Catherine, just like our lovely co-host, <laughs> and also was a middle child, of course." <laughs> but she spells it with a C A. C A T H E R I N E. I N E. Yeah. So um, I thought that was funny, though. That is funny. Um, let's see. 
Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of what I was saying, like, as I've learned in the records, our previous life, life patterns and beliefs transfer to the current lifetime. So they kind of mentioned that a little bit. So like what we come back into this pre, like our current lifetime with is the consciousness that we left with in our previous lifetime. So I don't know if he said that in the book or in the recording, but it kind of resonated with what I've been learning in the records and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. It is very interesting. And then they talked about how she slept in in a walk-in closet. Like she's, oh my god, that broke my heart. So Catherine is um, the woman that is basically the subject of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a story. This is all real life. But um, and she was dealing with like debilitating anxiety, um, depression. Like couldn't sleep. Was sleeping in her walk-in closet. Yeah. And I was like, poor girl oh my god yeah, she was afraid of the dark yeah she was like af- debilitatingly afraid of the dark yeah afraid of water afraid of everything yeah and she said that and um uh they had talked about i guess he had like regressed her a little bit and she had been like five years old and um she got pushed off a diving board mm-hmm. which was crazy because i actually had a similar situation when i was four. Oh wow somebody pushed me off a diving board i've never been able to go off a diving board since and so I was like, oh, that resonates for me. What wow. the fuck? That's so weird. I mean, I'm not like terrified or of them anymore, but it was just like, oh, what yeah. the hell? It's, what are the odds that she got terrified by that? But I'm not scared of water at all. She was very terrified She's of water. She's terrified of water. Um, I can't dive. I Literally, can't. I can't make myself dive. <laughs> I mean, I can, like, pretend to, like, just be like, yeah. bing. <laughs> like, just go ahead first. But I'm, like, terrified of getting water up my nose. Yeah. So it's like, I have to, I, like, start Me it too. Up, like, no. And I go, like, spread out. <laughs> Cannibal. Or, like, <laughs> belly flop. Belly flop. But I have to hold my nose. I'm the same way. I don't like getting yeah. water on my Which nose. Which I used to get nosebleeds a lot when I was a kid. Oh, like, really? I dove well, I cannonballed into a pool. Oh. Okay, I was a youth group, <laughs> pool party, and of course I had a swimsuit with a shirt over it, and, and shorts, <laughs> and so I was basically swimming in my clothes, um, and uh, and I was also chubby, <laughs> so that didn't help. Been um, there, done that. Been there, done that. Um, and I cannonball into the pool, and I pop up, and everybody's looking at me weird, but I can't feel it because my whole face is wet. And I've got blood oh, no. flowing down out of my nose. Oh, shit. And my sister finally comes up to me. She's like, Catherine, your nose is bleeding. I was like, damn it. See, why don't people tell people the when things are happening? The leader just looked at me like, oh, my God. And I was like, just like trying to play like splash water at him. And he was just like, oh. <laughs> You're literally bleeding from your nose. What an asshole. Like, tell me. People are such dicks. God. (laughs) And you know what I realized? So she comes from a Catholic family. Mm -hmm. Catherine does. Um, And and he mentioned in the book, which wasn't mentioned in the freaking audio recording, was that she didn't believe in um, reincarnation. Oh, yeah. Like, apparently, kind of, like, kind of touched on that. Yeah. Like, she had a hard time believing that, but right. didn't go into... Right. She had no former beliefs of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I guess Catholic... Maybe it's a Catholic belief? I'm, I had no idea. I think it's just a Christian belief that you don't... Reincarnate? reincarnate. I guess, whatever. Y'all are... Never mind. Um... <laughs> 
We love you guys. Love you. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, so it kind of just went into like Catherine's backstory and just kind of explained a little bit what was going on with her life and how she grew up and she was a middle child. She had a, I think a younger sister and an older brother and her dad was an alcoholic and her mom mm-hmm. was kind of, she went through some depression and some she hard times. She had treatment for it, like shock therapy. Yeah, shock therapy, which was actually really surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, that was surprising. But, but the, she, it, in the book, it said that she got better. Yeah, it said she got better, yeah. and um, but her her um, dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was abusive. He was very abusive. Yes, he was very abusive. And um, let's see. And she, you know, when she... I think it was like when she went to college, she had an affair with the, um, with a professor. Oh. Was he a professor? Was it Stuart? Stuart? Oh, Stuart. so she was with him for like a while. A long time. And he was and not he good was to her either. And he was married and he was mm-hmm. kind of a piece of shit. And I even wrote in here, Steve, Stuart sounds like an asshole. <laughs> Stuart. And I said, Catherine and that Egyptian life. Cause she like. Oh my god. Yeah. So he I ended just up wrote that, wrote that down too. Um so anyway, so she came so she was having a really rough time. She was dating the Stewart guy. And then um one of her colleagues gave her Brian, the the author, um, his information and said, You should only mm-hmm. see him. You need to see him, blah blah blah. And so then she started really having really crazy dreams. And I don't really necessarily remember the dreams. Okay, she had her fears worsened with dreams of drowning and being in pitch black darkness. Yes. Then she went into eighteen months of intense psychotherapy with uh, Dr. Brian. Wise. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so she came to him, and they saw she and he, yeah, like you said, eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Like saw him for eighteen months. Nothing got better, and he was like, you know, he had mentioned hypnosis to her multiple times and she wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. She didn't believe in it. I think she was just scared of it. And I actually wrote um, in here. I would here, be scared too if I had that many traumas. Right? I well, wouldn't tr- I wouldn't trust a man to make me quote unquote fall asleep. I mean, I, I understand that. She yeah. probably didn't understand why she was scared of that too mm-hmm. because of all of the things that she'd been through in her like earlier life. Uh, or like, you know, when she was a child. But um, I wrote, this whole book is an excellent way of showing you how fear can keep you sh- small and accessing and embracing your fears brings forward expansion and understanding. Because when she decided to go ahead and like start the hypnosis thing, like part of it, like everything started to open up mm-hmm. for her. And yes, she came up with realizations of like, you know, her when she was a child and what happened then. Yeah. But like. But then it brought forward all of this past life stuff. And, like, that's we'll lead into that. Um, but we're going to mention it real quickly, and then we're going to be over with it. So he per, he regressed her to when she was three years old. Yeah. And she was in her room, and this is why she's scared of the dark um, and scared of being, like, suffocated and, like, feeling mm-hmm. like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh no, like, um, constricted. Oh, yeah. Um, because her father was drunk and she could, like, he came in and he sexually assaulted yeah. her. Um, and so that's all we're going to say about that. But, um, so, you know, 
after that regression, you know, she left, you know, shaken, but she had some more understanding of why she was going through what she was Mm -hmm. going through and why she had so much trauma and fear. And, um, but still she came back and she wasn't doing that much better. So he regressed her even further and um, he was like, okay, well, let's take you back to like two or yeah. one and, and see what happened. there was really nothing. Yeah. But then he was like, go back to where your trauma started, where the symptoms first started. And then all of a sudden she was in her, right. in her life in what year was oh, it? Oh, I think it was, hold on. I think I wrote it down. It was uh, 1863 BC. Mm-hmm. 1863 BC. Um, and he, she started telling, she's like, my hair is blonde. It's really hot. And just like explaining rough like clo- rough clothing on. Yeah. And she's like wells, but there's no water around. Yeah. And she's like, and I'm walking up like the staircase with white pillars. And like, I have, you know, there's a village and I have a baby. I think this is the same lifetime where she has a baby and like, she ends up drowning, I think. Yes. And he's like, I'm like, where in the world could she have been? I'm not sure. Okay. She said, um, uh, she was a completely different person. Aranda was her name. She was 18, and it was 1863 B.C. Yes. Uh, she recalls a, a Cleasta. Cleasta, yeah, it was her um, daughter. was her daughter, who ends up being her niece, Rachel, in her present life, who she is very close to. Right. Um, she recalls being uh, drowned, and her baby was ripped away from her. Right, and so that's like... All of the indications of, like, drowning and, like, being fearful of water Mm -hmm. and, like, dark places and all those things. And, like, uh, it took her back all the way to a previous lifetime. So that's just, like, proof that we carry over imprinted programs and negative beliefs from previous Mm -hmm. lifetimes. And I want to state that uh, Dr. Brian Weiss said that she was not a delusional person. Right. She didn't have multiple personalities or split personality or anything right like she that. was she not was in reality right and she had she wasn't an alcoholic she did mm-hmm. not do drugs she did not and i even wrote that down it's interesting to hear slash read how someone so science-based goes through all of the options as to why she could not be making all of this up yeah. like yeah. he basically indicates like you know um yeah like you said but like she wasn't schizophrenic Mm-mm. she wasn't bipolar she wasn't any of these things she had never shown any of these things she before. Had no right. Grandiosity or anything like that. Exactly. And so, and I forget what she was some type of, um, I forget what her, I never wrote down what her job was, but basically she worked at. She's a lab tech. That's right. Mm-hmm. She was a lab tech. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she was very science based mm-hmm. as well. So it was very interesting to hear all of that. And then him be like, wait, 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 hold on. Like, this totally negates from anything i know you know science based yeah so it really started bring it, it not only did it expand and help heal her but it helped and extend expand his mind because like one of the things was like he um he got a thought in his brain he was like you know trying to rack his brain about all the things that it could be and then he got a thought in his brain saying keep an open mind keep an open mind just keep doing the research and so I was like, yes, keep it open mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we touch really quick, though, on after the 18 months of intense psychotherapy, she goes with to Stuart to... Oh, that's right. We, we left it DC? Out. 
I can't remember where they went. She they... went somewhere, but they went to an Egyptian exhibit at a museum, and she was correcting the the guide. The guide. Yeah. And he was like, "You're actually right." Right. And um, and so she just knew all of these things about Egypt. She just immediately knew. She was like, I have no idea why I know right. this, but I do. And that's actually why she came. We left that out. That's actually why she came back. Mm-hmm. And they started doing the hypnosis. She's like, why the hell do I know all yeah. these things? Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe you know it from childhood, but you probably don't remember a lot of your childhood because you're so traumatized. Right. So, um, which actually made me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I don't remember a lot of my childhood. <laughs> Well, but I, I know that nothing... a lot of mine either, but yeah, you but... remember when we did the reading, they explained right. why. Yeah. yeah. And I it wasn't really like asked. anything horrible happened. It was just... Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we won't get into all that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting to like... Um, what was I going to say? Uh... Oh, they mentioned how... Um... Is it in this part yet? Um, how sometimes our dreams, whether they are reality or not, sometimes as children, we remember them as reality so they can actually affect us mm-hmm. as like, as if they actually happened. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, I wonder if like some of the memories we have as children actually didn't really happen. They happened as dreams. Oh, that was really, uh, that just kind of made me like do like, oh, what the fuck? Like... The memories that I do have, like, are those even really real kind of thing? It made me, like, I guess I guess if you cannot get them verified by a parent or a, your sister, right? then maybe they were, they could have been a dream. But if they, if they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Right. Or maybe it's all a dream. I don't, shit. <laughs> um, but he did say that um, he started doing a bunch of research after that. And he started, um, like, reading a bunch of stuff by a bunch of different doctors, which I did mm-hmm. not write down their names. But he said that there was 2,000 examples of kids with reincarnation-type memories. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, and then it reminded me of the TikToks that you were sending me the other day of, like, all the things that kids were saying yeah. to their parents. And I was like, oh, God, it makes me give, like, it gives me chills. But at oh the same God. time, I'm like, I can't wait to have a kid so I can tell me all these crazy things. <laughs> I asked Haley one time, I was like, do you ever remember before you were in my belly, before you were in my tummy? She was like, what? What? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about, mom? You're crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. But, yeah, basically, like, the masters is what they were called. So, after she regressed a bunch of times... Um, she, he would regress her to the point where she would, or like she would progress in that lifetime that she was like living in a past life Mm -hmm. and he would progress her to her death. And so then all of a sudden she started having like the in between spaces to where, um, she was like seeing the bright lights, you know, all the typical things that we mm-hmm. hear about, like when people pass away. Being with your family. Right. And-, and, but she was like starting to talk in a different tone and in a different way and different words. And he could tell that it wasn't 
Catherine coming forward. And so they started explaining to her, oh, I'm starting to get like a different energy. Like the masters were coming forward and the masters are like the spirit guides. Yeah. And so the master started coming forward and bringing like really profound realizations and really profound like um, messages to him. Mm -hmm. And like, um, so I might be like fast forwarding a little bit, but he started getting to the point where he started recording them because spirit, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but they speak so freaking Mm -hmm. fast and they want to just get everything out. Like they're, sense of time and the way that they do things is so much different than like a human being does. Yeah. And so they're very fast and they're very wordy. And so he started recording her messages and, or like recording like their sessions together. And, um, he tried to share the sessions with her. She did not want to she hear was, about it. She was, it made her uncomfortable yeah. and she felt like it was weird. But, but then the masters did say, this is for you. Right. This is not for her. This is for yeah. you. And he was like, oh, okay. So, and like they left out a lot in the um, recording of the audiobook, but like um, there's a lot of examples of all the different mm-hmm. lives that she lived, um, which we won't go into too much detail about um, because that'll take forever. But, well, do you want to get to what the master said to Dr. Brian Weiss about his father and son? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Because that just blew my mind and it broke my heart into a million pieces. Yeah. But also made it whole again. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can go ahead. Well, they they told him that um, his, his father, who had passed away, who was a very healthy man, but ultimately had a heart attack and died because his heart walls were... Uh, so damaged that yeah. he, he could not recover. So he died three days after having a heart attack. And he was 61. He was 61, which I w- it shook me because my dad died of a massive heart attack when he was 60. I was like, ugh. Oh, geez. Um, and, um, uh, and, but his son died after 23 days Yeah, he was 23, year, t- 23 days old. 23 days old. And he was there with his dad. And the master said... Um, your your father is here. I can't quite remember what they said about his father, but um, he said uh, your son is here, and he uh he paid a karmic debt for you and your wife because he loved you so much, and his um his heart was backwards like a chicken's heart, mm-hmm. and um he just could not survive, but it paid a debt, mm-hmm. and which I'm like, what kind of debt would that pay oh right. my god and they said and he said that um the son told him that the meta um he that one of the reasons why he died so soon was to let um brian um know that um medicine can only go so far it can only go so far and but the masters said he is a very advanced soul which i was just like wow yeah. Um, and but like the love to, to sacrifice your, your life like that mm-hmm. is just like that is love mm-hmm. right there. And I just I have chills. I know. And my head is tingly. I know, sweet baby. And his name is Adam. His name is Adam. Um yeah, and then I also wanted to mention that he said that both him and Catherine's psychic abilities 
started to get stronger mm-hmm. after connecting with the masters and mm-hmm. after doing all these sessions. And they had gotten to the point where their sessions were lasting hours because the, because the regressions would last hours. So he ended up moving her to like his last appointment of the day yeah. because it would take so long. Um, but I, I loved that he said this. He said he was swimming in a spiritual sea. I love that. See, this is not in the recording, so... It wasn't? I think it was. I don't remember. Either way, I really liked that. I loved that quote. I was like, I'm going to use that swimming in a spiritual sea. Because, I mean, they were. Mm -hmm. like, And he had never really... I guess he he said he he was Jewish, Mm -hmm. right? And then she was Catholic. Catholic. So they weren't very... Catherine the Catholic. Um, (laughs) Catherine the Catholic. (laughs) But um, and then they started talking about how as, you know, they continue to do so and they're going through all these different lives and receiving all these messages from the masters, how, you know, they felt more at peace. They felt more at peace, you know, with death and not Mm -hmm. fearful of death. And they felt more love and understanding after receiving all these messages. And um, they mentioned how powerful the fear of death is. And how amazing how it, it how amazing it is that how much you don't fear it when you realize your purpose. Yeah. And I was because they were explaining like the masters were explaining to him like you will live your life and you will have plenty of time to do so and once you fulfill your purpose you will die. Yeah. And then you will and move you on. You will accept your death. Exactly. And you will be happy about it. Yeah. And so I was just very, it was very interesting to me because like, I was like, damn, like ever since I've started this spiritual journey, like, I mean, obviously I don't want to die tomorrow, but like, I'm, I'm not fearful of death anymore. Yeah, I don't fear it. I feel like I never really like fear, feared it. Um, I have a healthy, uh, (laughs) stay away from me, but, um, I, I don't fear it like. I probably would have right. in the past. Yeah. But he they did say that um, there are souls that get stuck because they are afraid to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so they don't always accept the death. And so those are the ones who get stuck on the earthly plane. Right. And they don't... Um, uh, some Sometimes they don't get the chance to move forward. Right. And they were talking about, this was all very interesting about the karma stuff too. Mm-hmm. When they were talking about how, um, you know, you come back with certain people and like, you know, we all have, like they were explaining how like in one of the lifetimes that she had, like Stuart, the guy mm-hmm. that she had been dating ended Killed up killing her. her. And then, um, Killed her in another life. Right. Killed her in another life. And then, like, you know, she had had previous lives with her mom. Mm-hmm. She had previous lives with her brother. And that first one that she had, like, um, her brother was in it, too. I can't remember. I think he was just in the village. Or she said, that's my brother. And I couldn't tell if it was, like, her actual brother mm-hmm. in her present life or if it was just her brother in that previous or in that previous life. I don't know. But... We all are connected. We all have different lifetimes with each other. But we have, especially with, like, family members, because, like, Rachel, her um, Mm -hmm. niece in this present Mm -hmm. life had been her daughter in Mm -hmm. that first life, or that we talked about anyway. And um, so, like, we tend to, quote, unquote, recycle our, like, you know, connections. It just tends to be different connections because we have 
karmic ties with them. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes it can be like you have to work out lessons with these people or you have to experience something with these people in order for your soul to move on from that situation. But you keep recycling those situations or like those certain relationships because it hasn't been worked on in that lifetime. So it was just really interesting because they were talking about how... And then they were also talking about how um, if you leave this life before you're supposed to, like, so if um, before, like, your karmic stuff is played out, you have to wait for that person that you have karmic ties with to get to the spirit realm, and then you guys can go back together. Isn't that crazy? It blew my mind. I was like, that's something new for me. I had no idea. So that was really interesting. And, um, but yeah, it was just, ugh, it was very crazy. That the, All the karmic stuff mm-hmm. was nuts. That stuck out to mm-hmm. me. Um, and I, not that I think I have like anything karmic to work out in this lifetime, but um, I was like, well, what if that means like the things with myself, like my heart walls that are up that my um my not my actual walls of my heart but like the things that i struggle with in life and keep the the walls that i keep up around myself like the emotions and stuff my emotions um if i don't work with that then i do take that on into the next life i mean that's what the records say yeah and it's like i haven't dealt with it yet so i will continue to deal with it Right. Until I'm like, okay, enough. Enough is enough. Well, the level of consciousness that you have in this life will continue on to the next mm-hmm. life. So that's why a lot of... It just goes back to the, this is why we're all on this journey is because we want to be the best versions mm-hmm. of ourselves for when we reincarnate wherever that is. Yeah. That we... Of course, we're going to be babies and we're not going to fucking remember. But like that's when we come back to that consciousness state, we're going to be able to tell, oh, okay... Like, I'm, I don't even know how that works with, like, how how it would come back as another lifetime. Yeah. But, like, depending on the, where you are consciously, like, that's something that I'll know when I go back to spirit and I won't be able to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. Who knows? But. Oh, man. I've got all that energy is just, like, rushing into my head right now. Yeah. Spirit's excited spirit about this Spirit is one. excited about this. Um. But there, I have a couple of quotes and stuff that they said. And I have stuff, stuff from the book, too. Um, but they were talking about how there's many dimensions. Obviously, we know that. And um, we are given intuitive... And this is a quote. We are given intuitive powers that we should follow and try not to resist. And I was like, well, duh. But then, like... Repeat I re- that again. We are given intuitive powers we should follow and not try to resist. And that's the thing is everybody has intuition. We all have it. It's all a given part of us. It's just that it's all it's all pushed down because we're not supposed to trust ourselves. We're supposed to trust we're others. We're taught not to trust ourselves. Exactly. We're it's taught all conditioning. to trust others and... And that's what our parents believed and their parents believed and their parents believed and that their parents believed. So it all comes down generationally and it's all patterns and conditioning and all of these things. But like that's and that's another thing about religion is not to talk shit about religion, but 
a lot of religions believe that there is only one thing that you should believe in, and that is a higher power. If that is your truth, then that is totally your truth. And if that gives you power, that's wonderful. But I believe that God is within all of us. Okay, sorry. I was about to say, oh, no. (laughs) It looked like it stopped, and I was like, oh, no. Okay, we're going. We're 44 going. minutes. Okay, 44 minutes. Of course, we stopped. I looked at 44 minutes when we were doing the Listeners episode because, of course, almost lost my shit at 44 minutes. I was like, I can't do, I can't do it. And we're 44 minutes in and she almost lost it. Um, <laughs> I can't do this over. I'm going to eventually. It's almost 11. Good thing we don't have to work tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's a chill day. Um, let's see. But yeah, I believe that God is within all of us and that we have the power within us to trust our own in knowing and we have this intuitive capabilities and psychic abilities. I think everybody has psychic abilities too if they, mm-hmm. you know, get into it far enough. But it's all shoved down. It's all, you know. And you're told that those abilities are bad, that they're evil, that they'll send you to hell, that they'll right. grab a hold of you and not let go of you and and you'll be you'll be possessed or your your family will be harmed because of it. Right. And it's all disempowerment. It's disempowerment. Like no. I mean I I believe it, it's just all conditioning and patterning that has come over from our older generations and things like that and religion and yeah. other people's beliefs, but yeah. what are your beliefs? Uh-huh. What feels good for you? That's in your intuitive knowing. That's Mm -hmm. your gut feeling. That is what you should follow always. Mm -hmm. No matter what anybody fucking else says. Mm -hmm. And that's intuition. And that's intuition. (laughs) Um, I said the quote about helping and connecting with others on different vibrations was a nice reminder. Oh, so they mentioned. Yeah. Oh, my God. That one blew my mind. So they were talking about how. You know, you'll meet people that are on the same frequency as you or the same vibration Mm -hmm. or whatever they used. But then you'll also meet people that are not on the same frequency as you. But you need to make sure that you still converse with those people and that you still talk to those people. Because even if they are on a different vibration than you, you are meant to help them raise their vibration and meant to help heal them. You can't raise the vibration of people whose vibrations are already raised. Exactly. Who already match yours. Because then you're just at each other's vibrations. Right. Go to people who are, well, I am, oh my God, my husband says all the time, you are a product of the five people that you uh, are that you hang out with right. the most. Mm-hmm. And so find people who are quote unquote a little bit better than you, a little further along than you, blah, blah, blah. And right. that will raise you. Right. And so therefore you help raise others. Right. And it was also a really nice reminder, like not to be in your ego because yeah, sometimes when we're on the spiritual path, we want to surround ourselves with people that match our frequency because obviously, because we want to keep our frequency and our vibration high. Mm-hmm. And we forget sometimes that people can only meet you where they're at and that doesn't make them any less of a person and that doesn't make them any less worthy of your love and maybe they are in your life to show you things that you're supposed to remember about what it feels like to be in that state so you can help them 
bring them up to their your vibration and you know it was just a nice reminder to kind of like not be in your ego about like and just to we're all supposed to be connected Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be birds of a feather flock together it's supposed to be like we're all supposed to love each other and we mm-hmm. will all be one, which is another thing that they mentioned. They were talking oh, like about the, the equality and yeah. the inequality. Like they said, we're not all equal, but eventually we all will be equal. All, and it's not in the sense of we are not like supposed to be, have the same rights or right. anything like that. It's, our vibrations are not equal, mm-hmm. but eventually we will be if we help each other. Right. If we do it with love mm-hmm. and wanting to help. Right. Um, and, so, and not ask for anything in return to do it selflessly yeah, and not yeah, selfishly. Yeah. That so, is, yeah. That is very important. Um, and it's not like, oh, you know, we're, you and I are not equal from Joe down the street because blah, blah, blah. And so he doesn't deserve it. It is like, right. We, we help Joe down the street. Right. If he, if, if Joe needs help, then we help him and not ask for anything in return. <laughs> for every time you see Joe, I'm like, Joe dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Um, but yeah, I actually ended up, Finishing up my notes with a bunch of quotes that I ended up just ear dogging, dog earring. What are mm-hmm. they called? What are they dog called? earring? Yeah. No, um, that sounds wrong to say. Dog earring. Dog earring. You're dogging. <laughs> <laughs> you folded the corner of the page down. Okay. But basically, so, you know, I'll get to some of the stuff from the book that I want to share, but she ended up like being completely healed. Yeah. Finding so much peace and finding, like, she ended up forgiving her father and, like... Which is, like... Yeah. Like, that's huge. And, like, even, like, had conversations with him about it. Like, not, like, specifically telling him what she remembered, but, like, she came to peace with it. And um, she just did so significantly better and... He started experiencing, like, a lot of mm-hmm. new things. They both became, like I said, psychically, you know, involved and, like, um, more expanded. Dr. Brian and... Dr. And, Brian and, and Catherine, Catherine. Yeah. yeah. But, and then it also helped, you know, um, she and... So, Catherine ended up... She was still seeing Stuart, unfortunately. But, like, I mean, I don't know the guy, but he sounded like a dick. Stuart! Stuart! Um, but she ended up like dating and like doing, you know, things that were good for her mm-hmm. and just like, and so she ended up not going to therapy anymore. And he was kind of sad cause he was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to connect with, you know, these masters? Cause he mm-hmm. thought that she, he needed her. And, um, they said in the book, like, I don't know, I can't remember if it said it in the recording or not, but I don't remember um, after she was cured. Oh, okay. So, um, it said in the book that. She um, stopped seeing, like, she, they didn't see each other, because they were seeing each other every single week, sometimes Mm -hmm. twice a week for 18 months, Mm -hmm. and then on top of that, another five months when they were doing all of these regressions, and, like, he was recording all of the, like, the messages from the masters and stuff, and um, uh, they didn't see each other for three weeks. She went on vacation. He got sick. And so then she came in and she kind of was just like, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm doing better. I don't really think I need to come to therapy anymore. And he was like, oh, you know, like, 
he was kind of sad because, like I said, he was, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to connect with these guides. And so they ended up having, like, you know, a meeting or whatever. And then she ended up coming back five months later. And they did um, another, like, regression because he went, she wanted to talk about some dreams mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the masters told him, they're like, you need to trust your own intuition. You are able to connect with us without her. Like, you don't have to have her as the vessel. You can do this, too. And so, like, he started learning about Kabbalah and mm-hmm. started accessing all these things. His wife and his daughter. Yeah, both. now that was in there for sure. Like, he, they, and his mother-in-law, like. Yes, his mother-in-law. Oh she had been really sick. She had had um, terminal breast cancer and it just gotten worse and worse and worse. Wasn't it breast yeah, cancer? I think it was breast cancer. And, it was some kind of cancer. Um, but she, they ended up sharing all of the knowledge that they had learned about the masters and about spirituality and she had just come to this like wonderful piece about it. She started studying it too. And then it came down to like the time of her death and she was just so peaceful mm-hmm. and everybody was so peaceful about it. And he helped like transition her and stuff yeah. into like, you know, passing. And so it was just like, it's brought so much peace to everybody involved. And that's what spirit does. Yeah. Is they bring understanding and they bring expansion and they bring peace. Like just connecting to this whole, like, I mean, if you don't learn anything from this book or this episode, if you didn't read it, is that like connecting to the higher realms, connecting to spirit, connecting to source, whatever it is, like they are here to guide you and they're here to love you and they're here to protect you and they only come from a loving space there's never and they're just here to help you to assist you into the best possible peaceful version of yourself um but yeah i just i I think i don't really have any more notes about anything else but um unless you do um, I don't think that I do either. Okay. I do want to share some of the passages from the book that really caught my eye that were not a part of, not a part of the recording. So she's in a regression and she's talking about a previous life. They're talking about a previous life. And she says, Catherine's whisper grew louder. I have no faith in these people. No faith in which people? I queried in the masters. No faith? No, I have a lack of faith. That's why my life has been so difficult. I have no faith in that lifetime. She was calmly evaluating her 18th century life. I asked her what she had learned in that lifetime. I learned about anger and resentment, about harboring your feelings towards people. I also had to learn that I have no control over my life. I want control, but I don't have any. I must have faith in the masters. They will guide me throughout. But I did not have the faith. I felt that I was doomed from the beginning. I never looked at things very pleasantly. We must have faith. We must have faith. And I doubt. I choose to doubt instead of believe. She paused. What should you do and I do to make ourselves better? Are our paths the same? I asked. The answer came from the master who last week had spoken of intuitive powers and of returning from comas, which we didn't mention and was not mentioned Mm -hmm. in the recording, but apparently they talked about comas. Um, The voice, the style, the tone was all different from both Catherine's and from the masculine poetic master who had just spoken. Everybody's path is basically the same. We all must learn certain attitudes while we're in physical state. Some of us are quicker to accept them than others. Charity, hope, faith, love. 
We must all know these things and know them well. It's not just one hope and one faith and one love. So many things feed into each one of these. There are so many ways to demonstrate them, and yet we've only tapped into a little bit of each one. And then uh, I think that was it for that one. But I really liked that one we've because... We've only tapped into a little bit of it. That's I know. So many. How long have we been here? Hello? Hello? It's probably a it's cat. A Hello, cat. <laughs> Make sure it's it not is. a little ghosty ghost. Good lord. Yellow. Uh. She's always trying to get into the food. Okay. Um, and then I have, let's see, another one. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that one because that one was just about the uh the cool stuff that we learned about um it was more so for you about Hathor and oh, oh my about God. the Egyptian stuff. <laughs> um let's see. Oh, so this one's interesting. Uh, do, 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 let's see. Uh, energy. Everything is energy. So much is wasted. The mountains, inside the mountain, is it is quiet. It is calm at the center. But on the outside is where the troubles lie. Humans can only see the outside, but you can go much deeper. You have to see the volcano. To do it, you have to go deep inside. To be in physical state is abnormal. When you are in spiritual state, that is the natural to you. When we are sent back, it's like being sent back to something we do not know. It will take us longer. In the spirit world, you have to wait. And then you are renewed. There is a state of renewal. It's a dimension like the other dimensions. And you have, and you have almost succeeded in reaching that state. This caught me by surprise. How could I be approaching the state of renewal? I have, I have almost reached it, I asked incredulously. Yes, you know so much more than the others. You understand so much more. Be patient with them. They don't have the knowledge that you have. Spirits will be sent back to help you, but you are incorrect in what you are doing. Continue. This energy must not be wasted. You must get rid of the fear. There will be, that will be the greatest weapon you have. Wow. You must get rid of the fear. You must get rid of the fear. That will be the greatest weapon you have. I love that. Don't operate from fear and ego. Man, it's so hard to, though. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so hard not to operate from fear. I mean, because we're all conditioned to fear everything and we're, everything that's we're fed into us. to be afraid of messing up. Right. Be afraid of doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Being afraid to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. To know, mm -hmm. to connect, to even connect to people who are different from you. Right. And that's not... That, that's... And where did we get that from, though? <laughs> Conditioning. Mm -hmm. Beliefs mm -hmm. from our parents, and they got it from their parents, and their parents, and their parents, and yeah. their parents. It's it's the generational curse. <laughs> it's totally a generational curse. Fear but and guess ego what? is the generational curse. But guess what? You can we, break you it. You can break it. You can heal it. As long as you understand where it's coming from, mm -hmm. that's the whole point of it. Is like you can break these curses. And the fact is our generation is breaking those curses. Mm -hmm. And our future generations won't have, like hold the same things that we held and our parents held and their parents held. Because we are doing the work right now. Yeah. And we're understanding oh, where it's coming thing. from. It's beautiful. It sucks, but it's beautiful. I mean, actually, it's really beautiful. It's not really that sucky. 
Um, <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to break. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> I will not lie. Um, let's see. I'm going to share a couple more because some of them were really profound. Um, you should like record chants. Chants? Yeah. What do you mean? You're like, I'm going to read a couple more because some of them are really profound. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I hear. Profound. <laughs> Gregarian chants. Profound. <laughs> okay. Um, she was talking about another previous lifetime, and he asked her, what did you learn from that lifetime? Why was it important? And she said, people cannot be judged hastily. You have to be fair with someone. Many mm-hmm. lives are ruined by being hasty in our judgments. Mm-hmm. And I really was like that. That was Is all that the from one that where past. she worked on a ship. Because um, I remember hearing uh, right before I got here, um, she was talking about a life where she worked on a ship, I believe, and she died pretty quickly. But um, he said, "What would you have changed?" And she said, "I wish that I would have forgiven people more." I remember that, and I don't think that this it's is not the same one. one. Okay, because she's talking about a boy. Okay. Um. I'm not sure if that's her son. It's like a whole long one, so okay. I'm not gonna like dive too much into it. But the might that's the thing about the book is it goes into so much more detail than the actual recording one does. Um, let's see. Oh, so um, one of the masters is talking and um, saying that we don't need our bodies. And um, he asks, so we don't need our bodies? And the master says, no. We go through so many stages when we are here. We shed a baby body, go into a child's, from child to an adult, from an adult to an old age. We shouldn't, why shouldn't we go one step beyond and shed the adult body and go into a spiritual plane? That is what we do. We don't go just, we don't just stop growing. We continue to grow. When we get to the spiritual plane, we keep growing there too. We grow through different stages of development. When we arrive, we're burned out. We have to go through a renewal stage, a learning stage, and a stage of decision. We decide when we want to return, where, and for what reasons. Some choose not to come back. They choose to go to another stage of development, and they stay in spirit form. Some for longer than others before they return. It is all growth and learning, continuous growth. Our body is just a vehicle for us while we're here. It is our soul and our spirit that last forever. Mm. Forever. I said forever. 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 Um, all right. And then I've got a really sweet story that I didn't put in the thing. Aww. And it's so short. But he said, shortly after her third birthday... My daughter, Amy, came running over to me, hugging me around the legs. She looked up and said, Daddy, I've loved you for 40,000 years. I looked down at her little face and I felt very, very happy. It just made me want to cry. I'm going to try not to cry right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Two more and then we'll be done. Um, so they're talking about... Um, Another previous life. And she's saying um, 
there are many words and thoughts that are flying around. It's about coexistence and harmony, the balance of things. And then he goes, I knew the masters were nearby. Yes, I urged her. I want to know more about these things. Can you tell me? Um, right now, they're just words. She answered coexistence and harmony. I reminded her when she answered, it was the voice of the post ma- poet master. I was thrilled to hear from him again. Yes, he answered. Everything must be balanced. Nature is balanced. The beasts live in harmony. Humans have not learned to do that. They continue to destroy themselves. There is no harmony, no plan to what to what they do. It's so different in nature. Nature is balanced. Nature is energy and life and restoration. And humans just destroy. They destroy nature. They destroy other humans. And they will eventually destroy themselves. Ugh. This was an ominous prediction. With the world constantly in chaos and turmoil, I hoped this would not be soon. When will this happen? I asked. It will be sooner than you think. Nature will survive. Plants will survive. But we will not. Can we do anything to prevent that destruction? No. Everything must be balanced. Will this destruction happen in our lifetime? Can we avert it? It will not happen in our lifetime. We will be on another plane, another dimension, when it happens, but we will see it. Is there no way of teaching humankind? I kept looking for a way out for more... What's that word? For mitigation. Mitigating. (laughs) I can never say that word. I'm always like, what a mitigation... Or, I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It just feels weird coming out of your mouth. Mitigating. It will be done on another level. We will learn from that. I looked on the bright side. Well, then our souls progress in different places. Yes, we will no longer be here as we know it we will see it yes i have a need to teach these people but i don't know how to reach them is there a way or do they have to learn this for themselves you cannot reach everyone in order to stop the destruction you must reach everyone and you cannot it cannot be stopped they will learn when they progress they will learn Mm -hmm. there will be peace but not here not here in this dimension eventually there will be peace yes on another level wonder if that's moving into the fifth dimension. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I think... Fourth dimension, then fifth dimension. I think right now, with everything that's going on, I, I believe that we are in the fourth dimension and heading mm-hmm. towards the fifth dimension. Um, it might not seem that way um, with a lot of things that are going on in the world, but I do believe that there's a lot more people that are holding the energy of love yeah. than has ever been before. I hope so. But there's, you know, we only see what they provide us with. Mm-hmm. And what they provide us with is fear. Fear. An because ego. an ego. Because that's what that's what the media and other things do. And not even just the media, that's what the people who control the media want right. to think. Right. Exactly. And I think a lot of it uh, I don't know if I should say that out loud. <laughs> as soon as I was about to say it, I was like, <laughs> but um, yeah, they don't. They want to keep us in fear, and that's mm-hmm. that's the point, and that's that's why we have to push back with love yeah. and understanding and healing, and try to work on ourselves as much as we can. With also, you know, with rest and allowing ourselves for play and fun and all of the wonderful things in life and just focusing on that, focusing on that. Of course, if you're going through hard times and you're going through, 
you know, experiences and things that are not the best, obviously you need to hold space for yourself Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to feel those things. Um, But yeah, let's just, let's try to keep the, the level of peace and love, peace and love. Um, Okay. One more. I think I'm just going to do this one at the end. Um, Okay, so this is like the fi- one of his final messages from the masters. Wisdom is achieved very slowly. This is because intellectual knowledge easily acquired must be transformed into emotional or subconscious knowledge. Once transformed, the imprint is permanent. Behavioral practice is the necessary catalyst of this reaction. Without action, the concept will wither and fade. Theoretical knowledge without practical application is not enough. Balance and harmony are neglected today, yet they are the foundations of wisdom. Everything is done in excess. People are overweight because they eat excessively. Joggers neglect aspects of themselves and others because they run excessively. People seem excessively mean. They drink too much, smoke too much, carouse too much or too little. Talk too much without consent, worry too much. There is too much black or white thinking, all or none. This is not the way of nature. In nature, there is balance. Beasts destroy in small amounts. Ecological systems are not eliminated in mass. Plants are consumed and then grown. The sources of sustenance are dipped into and then replenished. The flower is enjoyed, the fruit eaten, the root preserved. Humankind has not learned about balance, let alone practiced it. It is guided by greed and ambition, steered by fear. Mm-hmm. In this way, it will eventually destroy itself, but nature will survive. At least the plants will. Happiness is really rooted in simplicity. The, tendence, the tendency to excessiveness is thought and action diminishes happiness. Excesses cloud basic values religious people tell that happiness comes from filling one's hearts with love from faith and hope from practicing charity and dispensing kindness they are actually right give those attitudes balance and harmony usually follow given those attitudes sorry balance and harmony usually follow these are collectively a state of being and these days they are an altered state of consciousness It is as if humankind was not in its natural state while on earth. It must reach an altered state in order to fill itself with love and charity and simplicity, to feel purity, to rid itself of its chronic fearfulness. Mm. How does one reach this altered state, this other value system? And once reached, how can it be sustained? The answer appears to be simple. It is the common denominator of all religions. Humankind is immortal. And what we are doing now is learning our lessons. We are all in school. It is so simple if you believe in immortality. If a part of humankind is internal and there is much evidence in history to think so, then why are we doing such bad things to ourselves? Why do we step on and over others for personal gain when actually we're flunking the lesson? We all seem to be going to the same place ultimately, abide all different speeds. No one is greater than another. Consider the lessons 
Intellectually, the answers have always been there, but this need to actualize by experience, to make the subconscious imprint permanent by emotionalizing and practicing the concept is the key. Memorizing in Sunday school is not good enough. Lip service without the behavior has no value. Ooh, I like Repeat that. Repeat that again. Lip service without the behavior has no value. It is easy to read about or to talk about love, charity, and faith, but to do it, to feel it, almost requires an altered state of consciousness. Not the transient state induced by drugs, alcohol, or unexpected emotion. The permanent state is reached by knowledge and understanding. It is sustained by physical behavior, by act and deed, by practice. It is taking something nearly mystical and transforming it to everyday familiarity, by practice and making it a habit. There's more, but wow. Yeah. I think that's the most profound part of it. Wow. So yeah, that's amazing. I really enjoyed listening to it and then also kind of skimming through the books to see what caught my eye yeah. the most. Um, I'm definitely going to read the book, the entirety of the book. Cause I would really like to dive into all of her, to see, like, it explains all of her mm-hmm. ones. Or at least and the ones. I want to read the... Uh, he's got... He has other books, too. I really yeah, want to... Yeah, he has... Um, read I think them. I actually read them and not listen to him. Because, okay, look. If you happen, Dr. Brian Weiss, to come across this episode, <laughs> um, let's redo the... We'll talk about it. Like, yeah. Uh, let's redo the, um, the recording because... Yeah, we really actually want to listen to all of these past lives, and we want to listen to all of the detail that you have in the actual right. book, um, because I feel like there are lessons in there that actually need to be expressed, expressed, yeah. and talked about. Yeah, so. I agree, and I um, I do like the passages that I read out that mm-hmm. I that weren't not a part of the um, recording. Yeah. I mean, the recording was nice, and the fact that it gave you the details, it gave you the basic details yeah. of everything that happened. He just didn't go into specifics about her past lives, and like some mm-hmm. of that stuff that I read was like that whole last part that I just read was not even a part of it. Like, we 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 we, we want, want all to of that. Hear all of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, because it is just it's so important. Right, I agree, and all of the messages he got from the masters and stuff. So. I'm definitely going to probably go through and highlight and stuff. Yeah. And like maybe you, we can email him. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Dr. Hello. Brian L. Weiss. <laughs> can we Can we actually have you on the podcast? That'd be great. Oh shit. That'd be so cool. That'd be um, so cool. Is he I don't think I would know what to say. Right? Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. <laughs> we're goofy. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you know we're not very professional. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, if you have any insight, if you have anything that really stood out for you, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. As always, we'd love to hear from you anyway. But, you know, we're doing this spiritual book report to connect with each other and connect with the book, but also to connect with you guys. Um, so if you're in our Facebook group, we will ha- we'll probably start a discussion there. Um, and if anybody has any insights or anything that was really profound for them or something we didn't even talk about, we would love to hear about it. I think Kat's about to pull a card. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't think we really need to 
at this point do like a whole tarot reading, but oh no, I, I think I think I it'd be nice to pull like, like a card or two. Maybe we need to pull a card or two though. Fuck yeah. Um, and she is using the sacred whoa sacred sacred um, the sacred <laughs> rebels deck from Alana Fairchild. I haven't used this deck in a while, and I just felt the need um, to 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 take it with me. Yeah, it's such a beautiful deck. And I if you, love this deck. Um, if you don't know who Alana Fairchild is, all of her decks are incredible. I have the Lightworkers Oracle, which I'm obsessed with. And I use, I, I pull two cards every three days because there's invocations yeah. part of them. And so I, I say those invocations out loud when I do my morning ritual and um, for three days because I'm structured <laughs> <laughs> she's consistent no it's not me it's not even about consistency it's just that i'm like i'm happy it's out for three days and i just make it known to my guides like what energy should i be in for the yeah, next three days i like that thanks oh oh there's one the word wants to be written oh the word wants to be written The word wants to be written. It wants to be written. Oop. This one. Pandora's gift. Pandora's gift. Do you want to read them? Sure. Oh, thank you for finding it for You're me. You're welcome. They're numbered. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Alana. <laughs> Thanks, Alana, for keeping your shit together. I'm going to take a drink of water really quick because my mouth is all of a sudden dry. I'm so hungry right now. Do you want your chocolate? No, I'm kind of sugar. <laughs> okay, the word wants to be written. This is long, so I may not do the whole That's fine. thing, but you know. You might have been taught that creativity is something that you work hard to access, or that finding your life purpose is so difficult that you must search high and low for it. Yet what you are is within you, and wants to come out at every available opportunity. You don't have to struggle so much. It is more about allowing space for it to manifest and to let energy flow. The real struggle is not in finding something. It is more about letting go of the idea that you need to search for your path in the first place. You see, the process of activating your life path is a natural one. The effort is in getting out of the way and making something and, and the blah, blah, blah. The effort is getting out of the way, not in making something happen. As for being yourself, that is the foundation from which your true path will reveal itself. Being yourself comes easy, becomes easier when you give your life, when you give yourself permission to love, honor and accept yourself in all circumstances, especially the ones where you might be more tempted to reject and judge. Fear and ego. Mm -hmm. Give the give sacred rebel within your within the give the sacred rebel within the opportunity to decide your values, irrespective of whether they meet with general social acceptance. This oracle brings you the message that what you are dreaming of or seeking to do, create, live, or manifest is actually very natural for you. That is why you want to do it. If you experience controlling and manipulating forces as you were growing up, you would have found it hard to access your natural state at the time. 
You would have been too busy trying to adapt and get through the trials of childhood. When you finished navigating childhood and started to let go of who you were taught to be in order to become who you really are, you may have found your life path was not easily accessible. That is simply because your true and natural self was covered by layers of shame from the early conditioning that you had to be other than what you really are in order to win love or be acceptable. However, the natural self hasn't gone anywhere. It's still, it is still there within you. It, now it is just about chipping away at the walls of shame, perhaps with a defiant, who the hell cares? I am, the, I am here and I'm going to love myself anyway. This allows you to risk bearing the feeling of any shame that arises as you release old emotional wounds and break away from the restraints of unconditional love. And break away from any restraints to unconditional love. The sacred rebel within can, power, can empower you to love yourself no matter what, simply because you want to. You might decide to declare, I am still lovable. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> She's so funny. This will send an energetic message to whomever shamed you in the first place, whether they are meant for it or not, meant to or not. Your message could not, your message could be going to a parent, school teacher, sibling, friend, lover, or anyone else that is struggling enough with their own shame wound that can be, I cannot read tonight. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Anyone else that was struggling enough with their own shame wound that they couldn't help but dump it on you. Projection. Projection. You can be free to realize that the shame is just what it is just an emotion, not a truth, and you can defy any hold it has ever had on you and your ability to love yourself. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you want me to read the next one? Sure. I can if you want me to. What like, if the, the more tired I get, the more I'm like, <laughs> just like trying to really lean into the fine, this fine, small print. It's very small. Pandora's gift is our second one. And also we will post this. There's a post uh, already, obviously, when you see this or when you hear this. But um, it's very interesting. I was looking at it while you were reading. Um, this one has butterflies mm -hmm. everywhere. And this one, I mean, it, it looks like a mask, but it looks like it's wings. So yeah. I found a little bit of a synchronicity. <laughs> there is a mythic woman much aligned throughout history whose name means all gifted. Pandora lives... No, hold, hold on. Pandora lives within us as our curious nature, yearning to conquer chaos, evil, and darkness with the light of knowledge. She is the hopeful voice of our soul that asks the questions, and in doing so, I know. One, two, three. <laughs> when I was taking the picture, I was when I was taking the picture, it was 1123, by the way. <laughs> um, she is the hopeful voice of our soul that asks the questions and in doing so triggers the process that brings the answers. Sometimes it's through uncomfortable learning that we find our treasure. Pandora reminds us that the process of learning can take us to places that seem like the end of our world. And yet all is not lost. Even now the light within you is stirring for new revelation, new life, and new adventure. 
Pandora's all gifted and all giving. Her presence invites you to forego your belief and judgment. Now is the time to surrender the misplaced guilt that you may have brought upon yourself or another some terrible happening. It is time to let go of the shame-based belief in punishment. This is a belief that you deserve to be brought to, ta to task over any perceived imperfection or that your natural human journey somehow renders you inadequate. Pandora frees the soul from such torment. This is her gift. The human journey is necessarily involves the human journey necessarily involves learning through experience. There is no shame in your learning process. Pandora's presence is the sign of a new time, that a time to swap the notion of inherent shame for the acceptance of inherent divinity. From this moment on, how unstoppable unstoppable you shall become. I love that. How unstoppable you <laughs> shall become. I feel like we need um uh what's his name? Oh shit. Who who voiced Mufasa? Oh, uh James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. He also voiced Darth Vader. Yes, he did. I feel like we, we need him to say that. How impossible you shall become. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa. Ooh, do it again. <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. What is up with us in Lion King tonight? Well, it's they're going to be like, oh my God, two weeks in a row. But really, <laughs> it's, it's literally like, the same night. And it's the same night. <laughs> it's the same night for us. So sorry. <laughs> but who doesn't like Lion King? I love Lion King. It's one of the best. It is. All right, guys. Let's go to bed. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed this chat about many lives, many masters. If you have not read the book. We highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um, and then re-listen to this episode. Yes. Um, and if you've listened to the audiobook, I highly recommend you getting the actual book if you want more details and if mm -hmm. you want some more insight. Because um, the audiobook is not as detailed, unfortunately, which we learned tonight. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, I, I'm glad that I had the book so we were able to access some things. Yeah. Um, and if you have any suggestions for the next, uh, spiritual book report, <gasps> we would love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, we want to hear suggestions. If there's any profound books that you've read, we want to hear it about it. We'll probably do this like in another Once two months. Once every couple of months. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy to read one book a month. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll shoot for like February, like late February or March at this point. But you know, we'll obviously keep you guys in the know. Yeah. And, we'll, and once we have a book, we'll obviously let you know too. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram at the Southern Witches Pod. My personal Instagram is uh, Heartlines underscore of underscore strength, and Cat is the Tarot Cat Eleven. Cat with a K. Cat with a K. Cat with a K. Um, and you can also find those, uh, our personals on the podcast Instagram. Yes. Um, you can email us at the Southern Witches Pod at gmail.com. Correct. And, um, and our Facebook is the Southern Witches Podcast Coven. Yes. And, uh, tell us about some good soup. <laughs> Tell us your favorite good soup. Yes. And we'll soup. let you in. Good soup. Good soup. That's um, the password. That is the code word. Um, and yeah, rate, 
Review. Review. Subscribe. We would love to hear from you on any of those platforms. Obviously, send us your stories. Um, and share with us how you feel about the book. We would yeah. love to hear. We would love to hear from you about anything. Totally. But, totally. But yeah. But we thank you guys so much for being here. We love you. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yay! Yay! Bye. Bye, guys.